So, Gina, what's your relationship with your family like now? Oh, um, it's fantastic. And I see so many things clearer. And uh, they're very supportive. And I'm very supportive of them as well because uh, all of them have wives and husbands and kids. You love your nieces and nephews? I do. I do. I love them. Yes, I love them dearly. Yes. And they love their auntie? Of course. Considering my past, um, they're not going to turn away from me. They see me as me. And John, how have you managed relationships with your family? Well, I'm still married. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and, and there's nothing acrimonious there. But living separately. But living separately. And this is, and, and this is why I, I think, you know, I sort of call myself the middle homeless. And that's why I'm so glad to be in the company of Gina and Omar, because they are at the grassroots of what we perceive to be homelessness. But I'm this new age homelessness, if you like, where heads bop up in a car park in little sedans in great numbers at three o'clock in the morning, and they're also homeless. Mm. But my relationship with my two boys could not be better and, and part of the reason, honestly, and, and this may sound interesting or, you know, a little bit different, but part of the reason I'm showing the boys that you can actually survive even if things don't go that well in life for you is because if something happens in the world to their lives, they too can go out there and survive and you can survive. And that's what I'm, in a way, I'm trying to show them that your dad's doing it. I don't know if you're proud, but they seem to be because I've always drilled into them the sense of adventure. You've got to have adventure. When you give up adventure, believing in what, you know, may be around the corner in a positive way, you might as well curl up and die. But what's your message to those people who say your lifestyle, your chosen lifestyle of living in a car... I don't think it's not chosen. It's destiny. Destiny. Let's get this right. It's destiny. It's not... The choice I make is once I'm on destiny's path, I may choose to go left or right. Sometimes it's the right decision, sometimes it's the wrong. But destiny has chosen my path. John, does that mean that you're not, you don't see yourself ever reintegrating back into a traditional lifestyle? Oh, yeah, I do. I, okay. I do, Omar. Yeah, I, I, I do. And sometimes I think it's about time I did. And you want to? Um, not at the moment because I haven't got a job that's, that's bringing me in enough money to but be able to do what I want to do. One of my sons lives in Spain and I want to have enough money in my bag, cash, thank you, so I can go to Spain if he needs me. I don't want to have to sort of sit back there with a mortgage around my neck and say, oh, oh, I can't get the money to go to Spain, but he needs me. You know, something's going wrong. I've got enough. I've got two airline tickets in my bag, you know, in terms of cash that I can go. I'm homeless, but by God, I've got freedom in one sense. I can go and see my son Mm. at the drop of a hat. Now, what people can do that, you know, just like that. But what do you say to those who think wrongly, as you would say, Mm. that you're choosing to cop out and not facing the challenges of life, which well, is the I mundane life. Well, I did face life. the challenges of life. And having to make decisions to survive, and that's the human instinct, survival. And the best way I found to do that was to buy a Kia $5,000 car, throw all the seats out into the tip, sleep in that, and it's paid for itself in the first three months. That's my housing. I mean, you know, I, look, there's method to my madness, but it's also called homelessness. John, do you mind if I ask, how do you access the normal things? Like, where do you eat somewhere? Every Do you have a routine that you sort of... I'm <laughs> just see, curious see, how, I, how, I, I know, how... I know, you, I knew you'd yeah. come up with something like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> because, because you, you, you're you practical as well uh, as being, you know, smart. Now, this is the problem. Well, you learn. You learn to, you, you learn to access 
places where I really shouldn't divulge. Okay. Here. Yeah. Yep. You know they've got they've got communal spots where you can do washing and things like that. Yep. I, I never cook in in my vehicle. I, it's not big enough and all that sort of stuff. But I've found ways to shower maybe you know once or twice a week. But in the meantime, I try and keep myself clean. Yeah. I, I, I like to, to think I've got an inherent discipline yeah. that keeps me not looking like the stereotyped homelessness. Like he wouldn't pick me when I go and get my you know, cup of coffee in the morning. You probably wouldn't. Mm. And people have said that. Mm. But when they find out, they go, what? You know, what, But again, what that's the you stereotype know? thing, isn't it? It like, is, yeah. it know, is. Um, but I do yeah. my best to disguise that. Yeah. How much do you live on a day? $16. That is quite possible. I mean, John hasn't got to pay rent. I'm assuming you haven't yes, got to pay rent. Yes, I don't yeah, pay so, rent, no. So um, yeah. I'm Whatever. not going to advocate that that's a good way to go well, necessarily. Well, the housing crisis. At least one person has. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you get into your own home? Well, I'll tell you how you do it. You <laughs> yeah, go to, you go to a Paramount used car lot and buy a Kia, a 1991 model, and take the seats out and live. Of, yeah. course, of course, this is the ABC, so if you do want to do that, we can't recommend any brand of vehicle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, but maybe that works for only few people or only John. Well, you I, know, I, 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 I hotly dispute the fact that the Kia is the poor man's four-wheel drive. <laughs> I don't care who says that. But, you know. you, you went to, but, John, you went to one of Sydney's most expensive private schools, King's. So what happens when schoolmates see you? Well, the funny thing is they don't sort of see me that much. Because you're invisible? Well, partly. But I don't, I mean, I've never been a great social one. But it's funny, you know, in the last couple of years, they'll, they'll sort of ring up and say, look, we've got a reunion coming up. And would you be in it? Oh, of course I would. Yeah, yep, I'll be there. Just let me know. Oh, and by the way, uh, John, where do you live uh, these days? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean what, do you take, what do you take me for? Yeah. You, you don't think I can see through you, like Gina and Omar? We, we know the streets, a, a brother. The, the reunion really was to find out well, just how, how hard are you doing it, John? Are you the John we know? You poor bugger. Yeah. You, have you got clothes on your back? You we feel they, sorry for you. What? You think they, that they knew that you well, were But they've, they've heard from somebody. They've, they've seen me. They've, they've, yeah. They've, yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want people feeling sorry for me, for God's sake, or making phone calls from a millionaire on a waterfront mansion asking me, thinking I don't know where you're coming from. I mean, mate, you don't live on the streets for two and a half years and not know where the, the nearest grasshopper's coming from. Mm. Let alone the magpies. <laughs> <laughs> RN, it's God forbid. We're with Gina Faaso Otaloa. She lived a life of homelessness and addiction, but is now free from the streets. We're with Omar Abedin, who works for 20 years nearly with homeless people. And we're with John Lloyd Green, who lives in his car but refuses to be judged. Yeah, that's it. Is that it? <laughs> that's it. That'll I do. think so. <laughs> Up next, we're looking at the topical issue of begging. <laughs> 